thanks for coming along to another live stream. Hello, lads. How you doing? I hope you all had a good week. Right, so this week we're doing something totally different. We're going to be opening up the link. So if you have a webcam and a decent sound, then you're free to come in. So it don't have to be a YouTuber. You can, it can be anyone. But uh, So what have you guys been up to? We'll start with Saddlebags today. What have you been up to this week, Saddle? Been out on the bike? Or? Yeah, out on the bike yesterday. A bit of filming. And today I've been walking the coast path with Twinks. Can you say which part? Or would you rather keep that till the video? Yeah, I started at welcome mouth which is the closest you can park to the cornwall devon border and then walk to the border which is marsland mouth onto morwinstow uh where you know gchq with the big satellite dishes oh yeah yeah morwinstow and then back inland back to welcome mouth that's a good walk that's not goon hilly is it am i thinking of a different one no that's um, helston way goon hilly i really i really enjoyed your your walking video saddle Really you did. did a lot, thank you. Very good. Thanks. Yeah, uh, not many people watched it, but those that did seem to like it. So those in the know enjoyed it. <laughs> On that note, I enjoyed uh, Phil's uh, washing machine video. Was it you called it? <laughs> yeah, cheddar in a washing machine. I know I, I've made complaints about these um, three 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 sixty cameras, but that that worked really well. That did. I think it's just trying to get a happy medium between using the technology yeah. and not overdoing it. You don't need to use all the functions because it makes it unwatchable. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Are you getting on with it? Do you find it a bit of a pain to edit the stuff or is it all right? Uh, to be honest with you, the editing is a lot easier than I thought it would be because you, you edit it all on the phone, on the in the app, and then you sort of transfer it across to whatever editing software you use. Now, the only problem I found with it, or not problem, but the only hold up is you have to edit it and know what scenes you want before you put it into your editing software so it's almost like you have to watch it edit it and hope you get all the right scenes that fit in the the video but it, it it's pretty good it's pretty straightforward but like i say it's just not overusing the technology technology is fantastic i still don't get it it's all magic and dragons to me but um it's just not overusing it so that it actually doesn't make people feel travel sick when they watch it yeah. Yeah, if you do if your whole workflow is in your phone uh i, I guess my mine's very different. I, I find it a bit of a pain, but I do things on a PC in a Linux workstation. So I keep having to transfer files over and my PC isn't very good. I can't I just I tried doing it on the phone and I just can't. It just the phone it's I, I don't know if my phone's rubbish or it gets it kinda gets hot and it drains the power really quickly and can't do it. Yeah. See, I, I do all my editing on the phone um, from start to finish. As soon as I move the the videos across from the GoPro or from the 360, I move them into the phone, and then I edit in the phone, and then I upload from the phone, um, and then do all my adjustments to in in the analytics. Um, app You've got to send details of what phone you have. I, mean, I might need to upgrade mine. I've, I've just got a Samsung. It's I, I have just upgraded to an S22, but that's even that's not like the top flagship phone at the moment. Oh, okay. um, before that, I had a, a Note 20. Which was really good because you had the S Pen, which meant you could make much more fine-tuned um, edits. Uh, but no, it's it's I just it's just easy because you can edit anywhere. What do, what program do you use for that, Phil? Edison I used, program. Uh, Kindmaster, which is actually oh. one that Epic Adam sort of pointed me towards. They're, they're a bit sneaky. It started off as three ninety nine a month, um, and it was a it's a fantastic editing program. I mean, look, I I don't know what the videos look like to other people. To me, they seem okay. But it, it's a good editing program. But then all of a sudden, they decided to up it to eleven pounds a month. But once they 
once they've got you, it's hard to give up. I've tried other editing programs on the phone, but nothing really matches. I know up. what you mean because I'm I use uh, Filmora, and I can't imagine using anything else. I'll probably get used to it in no time, but Filmora for me, I know every bit of that program, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of it I don't even use. You know what it's like. You can go into menus and find new things all the time. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Filmora because it, it works. You know, I paid eighty well, you know. quid. I think it was 80 quid probably three years ago and i've had it for a life now i don't have to mm-hmm. pay any more money what I'm do you use Snape? for the 360 stuff i use my windows laptop that i use for work as well which sometimes means if i'm if i'm traveling on the tube i can be doing a little bit of that but on uh and i just use the the insta 360 <laughs> software but when i'm actually doing like the gopro stuff and, and finishing off the videos at the moment i'm using a Caden live but i run a, a linux workstation uh so it's free oh, yeah. software on that but it doesn't have the 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 software for doing 360 unless i can do tom tom's tc is saying he uses uh da vinci which i have da vinci on linux maybe i can actually edit it directly there but i don't that's know if it works on, on linux or only on windows one thing that's really good with the the one x or the 360 one x2 whatever my one thing that goes through my mind and i think i actually mentioned this to uh to saddlebags is that when i'm editing it and putting it together what's going through my mind is what would saddlebag say because he's like me we, we both sort of hate the <laughs> stuff um because people overuse the technology and make it uncomfortable to watch i think uh, i'm going through a process at the moment actually switching the subject a little bit of wanting to get a drone again dgi3 <laughs> it's 860 quid so i mean at the moment works a bit crap for me at the moment but when I have got more work coming in again, I'm going to treat myself to one of them, I think. Because you've all got them now, haven't you? Have you got one, Nib? I can't. You haven't got one, have you? I have got, but I haven't got a DJI. I've got a crappy one that doesn't have the stabilization thing. Oh, right. um, and to be honest, I bought it a couple, couple of Christmases ago. I had a play around with it, and it's kind of been sitting there unused for a while. So I'm, I'm loath to go and spend a load more money on a DJI just because, oh, oh, if I had the stabilization, then I'd use it. But I don't think it's the gimbal thing. It's just like, it's a time thing. Once you, once I start making it complicated yep. and adding more and more stuff, then it just takes yep. longer and longer for me to add it because I want to I want to get it just perfect. And I was telling you earlier, um, Exeter, that I was editing. This photo in the background is actually from a, uh, a video I shot when I did a bike safe in May last year. And I've been editing it because I have a bit of 360 footage and I'm trying to sync it all up and stitch it all up. And it's just taken me, it takes so long that you're going to say, okay, I'm not going to finish it this week. Let me go and f- shoot just a quick one take from the helmet camera, bang, that I can just go bang, bang, bang and get out. And then just, just this, this just stays there. So the more, the more stuff I, I add, the longer it takes and, the, and then it just doesn't get done. Yeah. I think the more time goes on with YouTube, the more you learn and the more that you kind of uh, make a rod for your own back, don't you? Because it's like my reviews. I want to do ride bias now and I want to do all those shots, but they take a lot of time and it becomes a real pain. But at the same time, you don't want to, you want to make better videos and not go backwards, don't you? Anyway, well, I'm going to open up this link now. So uh, anyone who wants to come in, you don't have to have a YouTube channel. You can just be, you know, a subscriber or whatever. It'd be nice to hear from the subscribers, actually, if you have got a mobile phone. Uh, what's that, Richard Hill one? So, DJ needs no license, sub T, 50 grams, yes. Is there, like, any sort of no-fly zones in London? I'm assuming there are, but are they everywhere in London? I don't think I don't think there is, not not for not for the sub 250 grams. Obviously, if you were near right. an airfield, not, it's a no-no. If you're near power lines, it's a no-no. 
prisons, yeah. cars. And London is just a busy place. So you have to basically ride out somewhere nice and open yeah. and then get it out. Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello. How you doing, mate? All right? All right. Just talking about you just now. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I must have been away. Uh, just out on a CRF, basically, commuting a bit. Haven't done a great deal. Changed oil on the MTO one, ready to bring it out in the spring. And that's about it. So what bikes just... have you got? Uh, I've got the. I've got some the... pictures here, by the way, mate, because I was going to set you up on another stream, anyways. <laughs> I got the MTO one, which is my road bike and my baby, and then I've got the CRF two hundred and fifty, which I acquired back in October, <laughs> which is my just basic commuter and get muddy and not really care about it and fall off it a lot. Yeah. Let's start with the MTO one then. How did that come about? Why? Why the MTO one? I had a GSX fourteen hundred. And I'm quite tall. The main issue with the the GSX 1400 is the the seat height between the um, foot, well, the seat length between the foot pegs and the seat itself, giving me a lot of grief on my knees. And I wasn't ready to go the adventure bike route. And I I wanted something different. And I've been looking at the MTR1 for however long I can remember since it was a bike in um, Yamaha's mind, you know, just just as a concept. And one became available. It was pretty cheap back in lockdown. Went for it. Went for a bit of a punt on it. It was a bit ropey around the edges. Uh, needed a little bit of TLC. And uh, that's how I acquired it. I'd never even ridden one. I just went and brought it off of a bloke and got it delivered. Uh, it was a bit of a risk. And when I rode it the first few times, I was a bit, well, have I done the right thing? Uh, going from an inline four to a massive, shaky, vibey V-twin was a bit of a change. But I always like twins. I've always liked V-twins, you know, anything like that. And um, after a few rides, and once I got the hang of riding it, yeah, I was in love and that's it now. So, What years did they make them? Because uh, the weird thing is I've been, I've been, you know, with, with bikes since sort of mid-90s, I would say, that I would track them, really. And mm. I can't remember seeing that one in the showroom. <laughs> it, it wasn't in a lot of showrooms. It was uh, 05 to 2012, and it flopped, massively flopped. They sold... 250 in the UK in total. I think there's about 200 that are registered. It might be a little bit more than that that have been sold, but a lot of them were exported to Germany because the, on the continent they love them. So there's quite a few out there. But they they made a bit of a change on the, the Mark II in about 2009-2010 to meet the EU uh, emissions, and then it flopped even more because of that. It was just really lumpy. And at the time when it came out, everybody wanted sports bikes, so no one even gave it a look. And because of the original concept was quite different to what the actual bike came out in the shops, I think a lot of people went, nah, it's not, it's not, not interesting enough. And that was really where it flopped. And now you can't pick them up for less than about six grand for a two, 2005 model. A lovely bikes. It's so underrated. And these days when you can't really go stupid fast on the roads, you know, they, they rip your arms off up to about 70, 80 miles an hour. Then they do run out of steam. But any, I love the any, noise it makes. The noise, like it's addictive. It's and people, you, you you know, old ladies turn and stare at you, and people in the high streets stare at you, and then you get the odd occasional person like going, "Oh wow, it's amazing! What is that?" And people will come up to me and go, "Is that a custom?" It's like, no, it's not a custom. It's off the shelf. People just do not know what it is. So mm. it's it's amazing. It, I rode it for a couple of winters, and then this year I was starting to get concerned because um, the parts are becoming so scarce uh, for it. You can order them, but they're from Germany, so you're looking at a little bit of a price hike on them. 
yeah, what would you change about it, Tom? If you if you got any niggles with it that you would I'd, another you twenty brake horsepower at the top end would be nice. A bit more top end. Um, it's a V twin for you, I suppose. They are yeah, it does run out. It's it's got about ninety brake horsepower, but it it does start to run out of steam once you've got the hang of the gears it's fine but it just needs a little bit more horsepower and if if i could i would like an exhaust that i could switch a button on the handlebar and just turn it down a little bit when i'm riding through town because it does get a little bit of unwanted attention you know it's either it's either sounds like it's farting with the baffles in or it sounds like hell on earth so i tend to run it without the baffles if i'm honest <laughs> what else did yamaha run that motor in do you know uh, the, the yeah the yamaha warrior the cruiser right but they they changed the um flywheel uh a little bit made it a bit lighter so it revs a bit quicker than the the warrior you can't the parts aren't interchangeable like the like the no. you can like the starter motor a few other bits and pieces but the internals are a lot lighter in the um mto one so they're not interchangeable unfortunately but people have used parts from the warrior uh you can get like a stage free upgrade which is like westco pistons you remove the airbox you put pods on it acropovic full system which gives it another sort of 10 15 brake horsepower the last system i saw a full system like that with the ecu went for two and a half thousand euros yeah so it's just it's like proper it's like rocking all poo basically yeah. you just can't get it it's great though i love it it I, the, the opportunity I took to buy the bike was a bit of a gamble, but yeah, it, it was the right thing to do because it's just increased in value so much, which is why it's now tucked away in the garage over winter. So, but it does take so, a bit of looking after. Sen is learning to ride now. I don't think he's coming back. He's literally learning to, oh, okay. to ride from well, scratch. I think, I think I'm potentially the one who's got his license um, most, most, most recently than anybody else because I only got my license... 2017 my full license yeah so um i mean it is expensive um with all once you factor in all the training and stuff but uh i think on the on the on the flip side of that i'm guessing there were there were a few people kind of getting killed when they didn't have all of the extra requirements um so it's yeah i don't know is it any more expensive I... than getting your car license though oh, it's probably more it's catching I, up I don't know. Like a long time ago i got my car license mm. yeah. but yeah you, you have to pay for lessons and you when you take the test you have to get pay for the pay for the school to take you there because you can't be on the road on your own mm-hmm. on, a, on a on a on a proper uh on a big bike uh unless unless you're going to uh you know trailer it there i would say I think... that the, the the less the, the price of riding a motorcycle now to, to get your get your license is far more expensive than what it used to be i do yeah. feel like they're trying to push people off you know like it's the amount of people i speak to and they're like yeah i really want to do it but they just they just can't justify the 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 overall because most of the time you've got to take a week off of work if you're doing a direct mm-hmm. access as well um and the other, I mean, I did my test. It was, I'll be honest with you, I found it probably one of the easiest things I've done in my life. But that was because the guy was in a car, uh, he got stuck in traffic, and I sat and waited for him for about yeah. 25 minutes. Same as me. Yeah. yeah. And and 
And then he was like, oh, uh, do a U-turn. Yeah, okay, back to the thing. And that was it. He goes, yeah, well done, you passed. I mean, I was ecstatic. I was 18 years old, loving life at that stage. But it it means that that, I mean, you're right. It's probably not the correct thing. And it does mean that people generally don't have the experience or the, you know, to, to go out. And I do think it's probably a good thing that they need. They do all these different accesses now. But is it a little bit over the top? Maybe. Probably, uh, yeah. I think it's I a mean, bit of a money spinner. This mod one, mod two, like, and it's given uh, manufacturers a bit more control as well to to build lots of different bikes and charge lots of different prices. Whereas, I mean, I did mine. You had to do like the thirty-three brake horsepower, which is so much more simple. It's like until you're twenty-one, you have to ride thirty-three brake horsepower. So you could get any bike you wanted. You could get like a fire blade as long as you restricted it to thirty-three brake horsepower, which you could. You just put like the um, uh, the, the washers in the in the carbs. If you did that, you could have any bike you wanted. The insurance company would pretty much cover you, no problem at all. And then when you got to the end of your two years, or you reached twenty one, uh, you basically just took the washers out, and there you go. You got a full power motorcycle. So it went from thirty three brake horsepower to one hundred and fifty overnight. Uh, which I suppose there was a little bit of an oversight on that. And a lot of a lot of companies made money out of the imports on the four hundred cc market from japan love review he's based in the u.s how much does it cost in europe to get a full license it's around 1100 pound i would say these days i know my mate passed last year and it's thousands so it's about 1100 quid now and that that's if you pass first time obviously if you have to retake your test i think it's a hundred and i think it's about 100 pound each time you have to retake it so that's yeah dollars Plus your theory test and hazard perception test and all that. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's in the grand. I think it probably is. Right. But yeah, I know it's a, it's, it's about a grand now. The theory isn't it? And the tests themselves aren't expensive. It's the it's the time of the school with the instructor to to train you to take you there. Mm. Yeah. Even the CBT is quite expensive now. I think it's like 160 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 100, 150. But that's you know it's a full day that yeah. you're paying for. Yeah, I think you get quite a lot for that, really, don't you? CBT wise, you get a day out on a bike price, really. and yeah, spot a lunch and meet some yeah. new people. I, I, I love doing I, my CBT I, and my my full bike there. test. <laughs> for me, that that I'd done it in two thousand and five. I passed, and um, it was five days of holiday. It was brilliant going mm, out on a massive big five hundred cc bike. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Massive crash bars on them that where everyone's falling off it. Yeah, no, I didn't need them. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, uh, yeah, I did my CBT, and then quite I did about my did my full test a year after doing my CBT because being six foot six and nearly twenty stone riding a hundred cc motorcycle around was hard work. But um, it, I don't remember much of the training for my big license, if that makes sense. I just think. Oh yeah, I did. I only thing I remember was a kid was doing it, and he wanted to. He he was desperate to get on his 180 Jalera DNA. Do you remember? Do you remember the one? Oh yeah, I remember them. Like yeah, the yeah. Two strokes that were like super powerful, um, and that was what all he wanted to do was ride these 180 uh, Jalera. That's what I remember. Oddly, the only thing they were doing was taking the bad habits out of what you were doing. Because so, you went, you've ridden around on a hundred cc bike for a year, and no one's really told you what to do. You're just like, yeah, whatever. So. And you're 18 years old and mucking about most of the time. Right. Question time. Tesla, clever electric self-driving. Uh, there is a time for DCT. DCT? Time before That's DCT. what you've got on your, on your NC, isn't it? The, uh, yes. 
Transmission. Clutch transmission, yeah. I wrote, I drove a Toyota Corolla up to Birmingham uh, last year and it had the adaptive cruise control and I've never driven a car with adaptive cruise control and I thought, oh, I'll give it a go because the roads were quiet and it, it, I must admit, it makes you really lazy. You're just that's like, you're just, it's like, oh, that's brilliant. It's great, you know, but the, the issue is, is that when I got there, I was less fatigued than yeah. I would have been if I was driving my normal car. Um, yeah. But of course, driving, I'm just like literally like just you've got your hand and it had the uh, lane adjust uh, lane um, thing as well. Just literally had my hand on the wheel. Uh, it had the text messaging system. So you could literally talk to you could tell the thing what text you wanted and it would send them off. It's gone over the line now. Yeah, it's got too much the now. Problem the problem is then, no, states, you, is not, but, you, but then you, 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 that's the problem. You, even if you're not holding something in your hand, you're still distracted because your brain's paying attention to what's going on with the text and what yeah. the text yeah. is yeah. saying. Yeah. Or I what know, the radio is saying, or what your wife is saying next to you. Because yeah, it's you're not you're not fully engaged with what you're supposed to be paying attention on the road. Which then and then we, you need all these extra systems, the emergency braking and lane control. Uh, I mean, the question from Richard is: Am I looking? Are, are we looking? Are we waiting for some cool tech to hit bikes? No, actually, I think bikes have got radars on it. Yeah, you got the Ducati Multistrada has got a radar. The the Kawasaki RT um, BMW who has uh, radar. Uh, something else has a radar as well. If the technology works, it's safer. I mean, my car now. I, I'm lucky enough to drive a demonstrator for work, and it's got the adaptive cruise control, and it's got the camera, and it's got the lane assist. Now that will send something in front of me, possibly before I see it. So it will actually initiate a braking, an emergency brake if need be, or at least just slow the car down to the point where it's a safe distance from the, whatever is in front, whether it be a truck or a bike or whatever. So it is there. The problem they've got in America is they're allowed to call it autopilot, and they have no legal requirement in certain states to actually touch the steering wheel. Now, given that freedom, people are just going to not bother. They're going to read a book or just play a video game because the car's doing it all for them. Well, all you need then is a, a, a sort, any sort of electronic failure and it's it's lights out for somebody. Yeah, but I hate to break it to you. There's people doing that in this country already. Yeah, obviously. Even, even without the Tesla autopilots, the things I see every day, people like reading their books on the steering wheel or a newspaper or... I saw somebody uh, watching YouTube yesterday in, the, in traffic, and you, you could tell that it was just on the little phone holder, and they were, every now and then... Like that. Next minute, they're going over towards the car. I thought, I mean, I'm not going to do nothing, you know. Up, yeah, but it was one go. of my videos, so it was fine. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it. it's a little electric <laughs> car. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, the delivery, the delivery riders watching YouTube. They're, they're riding around, really? L plates on, only got the CVT, and they've got YouTube playing. And we're like, Crazy. you're not paying attention. It, you, you're going to get squished. Sada, what were you going to say just now? Um, I was just to say, as far as cool tech goes, that ends with electric start for me on motorbikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bit of ABS, maybe. Yeah. I and mean, even that, only uh, if you're really desperate. Have you not got sat yeah. nav on the Himalayan? I have. I use it occasionally. That Does is it quite work? cool tech. No, no. Didn't you see? Didn't you see? Oh, how... no, 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 no. I use a separate sat nav device. Oh, okay. Oh, you want to bite the tripper, Tom? Tripping. Tripper. <laughs> yeah, that's app. it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't work, do they, apparently? Apparently, I, I, yeah. it's like the uh, the little um, beeline. That's it. Yeah, a bit like the beeline yeah. one. But like someone said the other day, I can't remember what I was watching it on. Maybe another live. But they were saying that like, trouble is you get to a junction or a roundabout, 
or like a big busy junction on a motorway and it it, it just doesn't know what to do so or it doesn't yeah. you, you could get lost yeah i tend to it's, if i'm using it i put my phone on my handlebars with google maps uh talking to my helmet um the only thing i find with google maps is it's sometimes a little bit delayed you sort of have to know where you, without glancing down too much to look at the to look at the damn thing especially if you don't know where you're going it's um, a bit like having the missus sat next to you in the car, yeah, it? which is like, much, yeah. oh, which way is it? Was that way? Which way is that <laughs> yeah. way? Was that way? What was it? So left, left then? Yeah, no, that yeah. way. Right. So you want the to go right, way. or go right, and then right. go left? <laughs> <laughs> Not that left. The other left. The other left. <laughs> I tend to drive the long distances because my missus gets a bit bit confused by the sat navs, especially when there's all the blue lines across the junctions. So it's just easier rather than me going that that one, that one. Just go. I'll yeah. just drive. <laughs> my, wife, my wife will confirm sat nav saved our marriage because I, I would have would have killed each other <laughs> i remember traveling down to cornwall when i was a kid from all the way from south london and my mum reading the map in the in the dry passenger seat and like taking what seemed like forever and my mum and dad would just be arguing constantly over the maps and stuff like that so yeah. now it's just like just point the car in the right direction away you go it's easy let's look at this a different way then what rich is saying there what cool tech is on bikes uh, is it for, for example for cars for me i think the blind spot lights which pop up on the mirrors i think that's a great thing certainly for us guys on mm. bikes is there anything that is good on bikes i can't really yeah. answer that my 17 year old sportster has self-cancelling indicators which is brilliant that's for me that is one thing that needs to be i my habit is hit smacking the crud out of the uh, indicators because I'm so yes. scared I've left them on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My yeah, my old man put um, self cancelling ones on his uh, Triumph 1050 uh, Tiger. Um, I can't remember what make they are, but they work pretty well. They're a bit fiddly to install, apparently. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I ABS. Do... I know Saddle doesn't really think much of ABS, do you? Uh, I don't mind ABS, but I'm quite happy without ABS. Yeah, I like it on the front, but I'd rather it wasn't on the back for me. Have you got the link brakes on the Honda? Yeah, on the NC. No, they're not linked. No, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want a bike with linked brakes. Full mm. stop. Although some of them are pretty good. I think the VFR has link brakes, but no, if, if it's link brakes, somebody come off actually down the road from me on the Lexmoto with link brakes, and uh, basically panicked the car coming out of a junction, and off off she went. So um, yeah, no link brakes. I hate it. Absolutely. So with, the, with the link brakes, do they work both ways? So if if you uh, go for the front brake, it, it brings in the. It's rear. only if on the rear brake. Rear that... on its own, does it bring in the front as well? No, it's only the rear brake that will activate both. The front brake right. will just do the front. If you go on the rear brake, <laughs> yeah. it brings in it, it activates the front brake. Yes, which is exactly you what a... you don't want. Yeah, you want like yeah, a correct. controlled slide. You want a control. If you're hitting the back brake, you want a controlled lock. Even yeah. if you're going too fast, it's your own fault. But I did it. I, I when I crashed my NTO one back in August, I was going up to Western uh, bike night, and I just lost concentration for a mere second. Saw a car brake in front of me. I hit the front brake as hard as I could. You know, just and that was it. It went hit a manhole straight un underneath me. Yeah. So. Luckily, I had the, the crash bungs on it then, so it sort of managed to save a bit of it. Well, at least the the one most, most riders, I would have thought, use their rear brakes in sort of fairly difficult conditions, wet weather, icy weather. The last thing you want when you're trying to just edge off some speed with your rear brakes is your front brakes to kick in. I learned with the CRF because it's got the bigger front wheel and it's sort of skinnier 
tires than the MTR one. It's not thrown as much weight onto the front, so you tend to use the back brake more. Yeah, um, it's the same on the Himalayan. Yeah, it is. You just sort of naturally use the back brake, and it does wicked skids. So it's good. Exactly. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned to Most do like a sort of slide up to the up to the lights now. So um, yeah. everyone thinks I'm a complete twat when I do that, but I'm laughing in my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah. It's good fun. Oddly enough, now this is a weird one because Euro 5 say that ABS has to be on bikes, but the uh, 125 Monkey has got ABS on the front, but not on the back. And that's the same with the 125 Dax and a few others as well, uh, which again, you know, you can have a lot of fun on a Monkey bike because you can really lock up the rear. So, uh, but yeah, I never knew you under, I never understood how that passed Euro five if it has to have either linked brakes or or ABS on both ends. It's weird, isn't it? Because the CRF has got ABS, but it's not actually working on my bike, and I haven't actually bothered to get it working. The only thing I've done is covered the ABS flashing light on the dashboard because it drives me mental. Um, mm. but. It, I, I questioned my MOT centre about it. I said, does that actually be working? He said, no, it doesn't. He said, because we can't test it because it doesn't actually start activating until 15 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. So you can't actually test ABS on motorbikes in an MOT centre. So, yeah, so he said it won't actually start flashing on your dashboard until um, you reach a certain speed for a certain amount of time. So it's something I've got to look at because you can turn it off on the CRF as well. But I was that just a push button, is it? Push a button. Yeah, you have to sort of press and hold it next before you turn the bike on. Just press and hold it, and it comes off. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. But I haven't. I've never felt like I've needed it, and you don't want it off road anyway. ABS off road is an absolute pain, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well. Let let alone. (laughs) I mean, I went off road with um, Curious Goose on the Sinister Terrain, and that had link braking, and we were going down to quite a steep hill, you know, quite rocky and all that. And link brakes as well. What a pain. We just couldn't do it. We just had to go at walking pace because it was just locking up the front all the time. But uh, anyone drinking tonight or am I on my own? Yeah, I was going to get one actually in a minute. Water, is it? I, I was I was being very boring. I'm having 0% Guinness. Hey, uh, oh, hey Red, do you want to come in? You come in yeah, if come you on, want. Right. Come on. Go on, Red. Come on. Come on in. I want to talk about that Indian. Because he like he he was like oh, I'm not sure about that exhaust and now he's like yeah it's wicked. <laughs> <laughs> that is a stunning bike, mine, isn't it? It it is a good looking bike. It's it's like one of the only cruisers that I look at and go yeah I wouldn't mind one of them. I'm exactly the same, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I I I'd sat on one at the NEC and I was like oh it's actually quite a nice bike. It's really smart and it's got a lovely motor in it. It does. But you can get the. Um, like I was talking about the switch for the exhaust, you can get the exhaust for those, can't you? They're uh, Jekyll and Hyde's with a button on the thing so you can turn, make it louder and quieter. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, so it's just basically a butterfly valve that's in, in the exhaust, a bit like the Mercedes have for their bike, for their cars. That's so, quite cool technology. Yeah, that is, but it's really expensive. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I think they they have to fit it, or you have to get it fitted by a specialist uh, dealership, mm-hmm. I think. Because there's a little bit of ECU change as well, but um, I think Teapot One did a thing on it on on his. Uh, oh, is that one? Yeah, I know what yeah. you, you mean. Yeah, yeah, so, it's big bucks though, and it's it's yeah, it's it's like just for, yeah. My mate had one on his BMW i3 uh, M3 had a switch on his dashboard where he could just press the button and it went from like straight through to a 
like when you're driving through town, it was nice and quiet. Press the button, and it was like a flipping racing car. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Those guys with the loud ones near where I live is they put it on loud when they drive through town. All oh, right, yeah, the opposite direction. Yeah, you're not too happy about that, then, Nate? Huh? Not too happy about that, are you? <laughs> no, I wish I wish I had a rocket launcher and I could, you know, <laughs> they go they go up and down my road like and then lift lift so that you get all the popping on, on yeah. the, like okay like you've done these three times now it's getting old yeah yeah we got one that, that goes by about five o'clock in the morning a uh, little one two five and he obviously he's decatted it and uh what a racket even my boys <laughs> wake up you know it takes a lot to wake them up how old but, are uh, we saying right now i know mm. i'll tell you what right i my bike is so loud that it actually vibrates the windows on the house behind us, they told That's me that. Great. Yeah, that is and, great. Um, but it's irresponsible for that. It's irresponsible, but I tend to be very. I'm like, I don't warm it up until I've got down the road, and it's blah, blah, blah. anyway. There's a kid that comes through on like a Lex Moto with like zero exhaust on it, and he used to go every day backwards and forwards backwards and forwards until one day i was like right that's it i've had enough now so he came past and i went listen mate i've got a bike Cheers, jim. doing my nutting you know so he goes oh, i didn't realize it was that bad yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah so but it wasn't so much that he was going he was going past my house it was a fact it was like yeah it was like three or four times in an hour yeah at like 11 o'clock at night it was like no nah, it's not on mate i wouldn't do and that we all did it yeah we, we all did it then but i wouldn't do it now so no. now if I come back from a meet or late at night, I tend to sort of like turn the turn the engine off and just coast up to my drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My so so all that about the windows wasn't true then? Yeah. <laughs> well, not anymore. That's why I don't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. So you've got, you've got to have some respect. Yeah. How much, <laughs> uh, going back onto this here, uh, Centurion, I want to bring people in every now and then. Uh, no issues of ABS, but link breaks would have dropped me in Dandy Lane. I don't know where Dandy Lane is. He's from Exeter, this guy. So uh, not sure where that is. But with he's got a 310 GS and used to be able to turn off the ABS on them. But on the 2022 models, he can't. So again, it's a bit of a strange one, that. Mm. Okay. Anyone going to the London Bike Show in two weeks' time? Not for me. I've been there for the last few years helping out at the, at the IAM stand, but I cannot go this this year because I'm going to be traveling with the wife. Don't I'd drift, it's just always easy to help. Yeah, that's very original. That's the first time I've heard that one. What, why do they insist on having big bike shows in the winter? MCN is November, isn't it? And mm. this one in London now, February. Yeah, you say that, but they do do a lot of um, shows that aren't so popular during the summer months. Mm. Like there's one in Scotland, you've got the ABR Festival, um, and many other festivals, you know, which I know that Honda the Honda goes. The festivals I get. The festivals I get, but the the MC, uh, is it what's the MCN live now? What's the what's the one NEC that's in the NEC? Live, the, the one that just got in November at NEC. That was all right, mm. but it was just like it wasn't enough. You, yeah. you didn't have Piaggio there. Um, but it was just it was just a bit you like once you've been round after about twenty minutes, you'd seen it all. And um, and that was it. it, it yeah, was, it was really tiny last year. It a lot of really Chinese tiny. makes were were there. Oh, good. Um, which is fine, but it, it's it was just a bit lame. It just didn't have the same. No. It, it doesn't have the same feelings. When I used to go there when I was a teenager, you, I mean, obviously, uh, it, there's lots of change culture wise. Obviously, there was lots of women on bikes and stuff like that. You don't get that anymore. You don't get the same interaction. I don't feel like. And obviously, it was more geared up towards men. 
it's not it's more geared up towards everybody which again is perfectly and totally fine but i just feel like it's lost the character that it used to have in the old days and the i think bikes have lost the character that they used to have in the old days as well there they used to have the VTEC engines and really exciting looking bikes yeah and now they're a lot more Euro Five bland, aren't they? And the, the British forgive me, I've got to go. Good. I've got to go. I've just drunk too many ciders already. <laughs> but I think that the um... I'm keep my channel, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, the, nice. I think the, the the British makes that were there were good though. There were some nice British bikes there, which I did enjoy. And the guys that were there to chat, like Dot and stuff like that, were were really. And is it Langer as well? Just looked really interesting. But Langer's a completely inaccessible make to most of us because you're looking at 90 grand bikes so yeah. It, yeah. it just doesn't yeah, ccm they, normally have a good show there don't they yeah it was good it was nice i but i i saw some of the new and ccms and they, they're just too small no norton were there yet but mm. not an indian company now anyway with a british name yeah which is fine I mean, the, the, again. the reason the reason they do it in winter is because obviously that's that they're trying to promote the, the next year's models so mm. you know ICMA, then, then NEC, then the London one. And in the summer, you've got better things to do because you should be out riding your bike instead of being inside, indoors, you know? Or in hoodies. Yeah, exactly. A motorcycle show. I, I just, it, it just didn't excite me this year, but maybe that's because I was a bit, I must admit, I was a little bit preoccupied trying to film it as well. Maybe I shouldn't have done that and uh, I should have just enjoyed it for what it was, but I was trying to film it and... Um, that was hard because we went on a Saturday and there were so many people there. So did you notice that um, everyone's a lot older now at the motorcycle show? Yeah, there's no young, there's no real young people there. No, it's definitely. I like well, that conversation we had earlier. I feel like it's generally the the generation has moved on. There's not as many young people that are getting into bikes. Too expensive. They ask you, yeah, but they people ask you questions now, like. They, they want to get into it and I'm, I don't know I don't know the answers for them because when I, I I did it 20 22 years ago now and it was so different it was still old-fashioned then it was an old-fashioned test mm. so it's changed so much but yeah but why would you spend a, a grant sorry Nate carry on mate yeah but it's, be it's because the manufacturers have made it to be more of like a lifestyle thing for for all the people who actually have the cash young people don't have the money so they have to go for the cheaper bikes but the other thing is, like Ducati releasing a new bike every year, or a new bunch of bikes every year, they're pretty much making their previous bikes obsolete. They're giving you huge finance deals to get them on the road. Uh, you're looking at 200, 300 pounds a month to get a decent bike on the road these days. But it's a fashion thing as well. Like 20 years ago, bikes were being made like maybe once every two years, you get a new bike or a different bike. Now, it's in some cases, it's every six months. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. It's like the car manufacturers now. It's just mental. But I couldn't justify spending 20 grand on a motorbike when I could spend 20 grand on a decent car. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. It, I don't think they're getting that. And, but as other manufacturers are coming onto the market, like the Chinese manufacturers and some of the British manufacturers with the British names of the Chinese bikes, they're coming in at, you know, you're looking at bikes at seven, eight grand, which is where it was 20 years ago for a sports bike of 150 brake horsepower. Yeah. 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 So what, how can you justify it? I, I, I It seems to be the guy, like people that uh, retired or they've got a bit of money, they can go out and buy whatever they want. And they're obviously making enough money out of that to not question that aspect. 
So, but as soon as these, as soon as this generation starts to fall away or starts to give up biking, that's when it's going to start to hit them. I don't know many guys that have got uh, Ducati Multistradas that are under the age of 40, 30. Mm. So, you know, and that's the market they should be looking at, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm. I certainly don't think the government government helps, do they? They don't, they're not interested in us in the slightest. They want us all riding around on, mo- on electric motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. Electric cars, I expect more preferably. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Okay. So, um, going. I'm just going to put the link up again, guys. If anybody else does want to come in, whether it's anyone, uh, Andy GSA, if you want to come in, mate, or any of the other guys up that end, it's fine. Um, yeah. Sada, what's that guy say? You know the Spanish. September. Is it? I don't know of any bike shows in in the UK in September. There was a guy, Enrique, traveling from Chile. Uh, he was asking if there are any bike shows in September. I don't think there are. Mm, no, lots of bike meets and things mm. like that. But no, like especially down in the West Country, at that time of year, it's just like you can go anywhere, bike meets. It's amazing. Well, Southwest Rally is normally in um, September, isn't it? Yeah. That's down in, is it Bude? Oh, it's yeah. in Hostel, I think. Yeah. It's in Hostel. I think so, I, yeah. I want to do the... Um, What's the one down the other side of Devon? The big one, the big meet in the middle of summer. I can't think what it's called Barnstable? now. Yeah, is it a basketball meet? Is it a big one? Not basketball. Um, in... Bike show. Yeah, Biddeford, big bike. Biddeford, yeah. And then you've got the one down at Paul as well, which I'd like to go and see. But yeah. See, I'm not big on them. We went last year, didn't we? Um, yeah. 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 It's. It's one of them where you walk around in about five minutes and then you just wish you'd spent the day riding out with your mates. <laughs> I like to go to the evening meets and just chat to like-minded people. Uh, I do enjoy. There's a there, there's a local one to me called Langport, which is just fantastic. If you like your classic bikes and the guys down there, they put so much effort into their bikes. They're, some of them are absolutely beautiful. The guy that runs it is it, a bike builder and it's... Literally, you go down there seven, six o'clock in the evening. You stay there until 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night. It's amazing. How much uh, off-roading have you done, Tom? I know you fell off the other week, didn't you? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> I did the ABR. Uh, if you if you watch my ABR film, you'll notice that the bike in that film is the one I've got now. I did the ABR festival. Really enjoyed it. I haven't done much because in Somerset, there's just not a lot of green lanes. Um, I, not. I, keep... I thought they would no, be. No, they they they, they don't. They've been declassified, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, oh, and right. uh, there's a few guys on the TRF that have knowledge of certain ones up on the Quantocks, um, and they're very secretive of those ones. You have to join the TRF to get involved yeah. with that. My friend lives in the middle of the Quantocks in on the end of a track, so I've got to go and see him at some point and do a bit of a. But I don't want to fall off in the middle of nowhere. I think that's the thing. I need uh, I need some buddies. So yeah. my dad's coming down. Wants to come down in July. He's a big off roader. And we're going to look at doing the um, what's the the big long track that goes all around Europe and down through Euro Trail. Yeah, that's it. There's one just down. It starts at Chard, and it's about a hundred mile round trip. So we're going to see about doing that one. What bike has he got, Tom? He's got the three hundred. So oh, he's yeah. yeah so the, yeah. So the reason that I've got the CRF two fifty nice and cheap is because my dad had it, and um, he like he doesn't really care. He just wanted to get out and ride it, so that's why it's been abused. It's perfectly mechanically fine, but it's been abused, and uh, that was like his first 
real experience into the proper green laning area. So he brought that brand new, that bike where he used to, he lives down in Kent now, but he used to live in uh, South London, sort of Surrey area. And there you literally can turn out of his road and have a hundred miles off road, green lane, no issues. Is that Hippodrome's territory? Yeah, it is. Mm. So, and he's actually met him a few times and met those guys. He's met like, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Mr. Fish, Mr. Obviously, the Chronicles of Mr. Fish. Yeah. yeah um, done a bit with them. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to do more, but like having the time, like the excuse to go, I'm just going to go and disappear for a ride yeah. off road. Uh, yeah. I think we're so, all up against that, Tom. <laughs> yeah. It really is time, isn't it? Work. Yeah. I mean, the that's the and... thing. The difference is you can go out on the road to get some milk and you can go a hundred miles and be home in half an hour. So, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't really make any difference, but when you're looking for somewhere off road and you don't know what the conditions are going to be like, yeah. The, when I when I crashed it, it was a bit naughty. I went the you got the levels on Somerset, and uh, in my video you saw it. I thought oh, I tried just going down this little track to track, see what it's like. And I went I went down, fell off because it just hit a rut, and it just went straight underneath me. I was going too fast. I had no experience of the area. Luckily, Ooh, I hit a nice river. <laughs> yeah, it was it hit a bit of mud. Like, like my missus said to me, she said you could have fallen in that river, you could have knocked yourself out, you could have been dead. No one would have even known you're there. And I was yeah. like, yeah, but I'm, I'm taking your off. bike off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. The footage you got loads of big names wanting for my crash footage for their channels, so it's great. So, um, but it yeah, was, they keep contacting me. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, in, the, in the end, in the end, I was like, no, no, I'm bored now. I don't. You're not even giving. They give you the credit, but no one actually goes. Oh, I'll go and watch his channel or subscribe, yeah. you know. So you get nothing from it. You get yeah. you get the view from the big name that are looking for crash motorcycles, and that's it. So I think the whole off-road thing is is massively um getting bigger, isn't it? I think that's the end thing at the moment. Forget sports bikes and all the rest of it. Everybody seems to want to be going off-road now, mm-hmm. getting on off-road, including myself. Mm. Yeah, the trouble is, like uh, Tom was saying, that the, the green lanes are gradually getting shut down, though, aren't they? And, yeah. and that's the good thing about the TRF, because yeah. they sort of fund and, and take these things to court to try and keep the lanes classified as they are, don't they? And it seems to be working as well, doesn't it? The pressure in that some, they put on. In some cases. And the other issue is that one of Mr. Fish, the Chronicles Mr. Fish videos, they block the lanes with... Uh, old cars, or in some cases, they're putting cables across the lanes to grot you as you go through. Really? Yeah, like serious stuff. Because most of the lanes are up by big houses, and they don't want oiks riding around their motorbikes. So, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's a it's a public road. You pay your tax, you should be able to use it. Yeah, yeah. The um, uh, is it the TRF? They sorry, was it TRF? Yeah, TRF. Yeah. Great thing to join, isn't it? it? Don't cost nothing, does it? I think it's hundred pound a year or something, isn't it? I do. I it's... keep I keep on an arm. Yeah, honestly, mate. I, I mean, I went and met a few of them up in the um, tent. I literally just walked in the tent at the ABR festival, and out of nowhere, I got given a, a beer, and I thought this is great. And I told them, you know, I'm not anyone like I'm just here to do a bit of filming. And they said, no, nah, it's fine. You know, have a beer, and they was all having a big party and look great, great mm. fun. But yeah, if you if you join and find out where the lanes are, I mean, th- there's loads in Exeter which I found purely by accident, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a great thing to do, and you see see the world in a different way, don't you? I saw your video with who's uh, Epic Adventures. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, Saddle as well. Yeah, yeah, trying to take his GS up the uh, up the hill there, but you can't see the steepness in the hill, can you? On the cameras, it doesn't no. really give you that. But you could see you could see how much 
the bikes were struggling to get up that that you could see how steep it was and when you're you're standing like that on it as well so yeah well one, one of them found it really easy <laughs> <laughs> it flew up there yeah <laughs> experience yeah yeah yeah, no. so, yeah. <laughs> Pirelli's. Experience and Pirelli's uh, yeah, saddle, right. I think, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, that video you put out today, uh, Saddle, that, that was good, that, because you could see it from your point of view going up the hill. That was really good. Yeah, I didn't have anything else, so, so I'll go over some of my old stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's difficult at the moment getting any videos out, isn't it, doing filming and getting out to... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but the evenings are pulling out, too. It's hard because like the GoPros and the 360s do not do very well in low light. So I'm like leaving no. at like six, seven in the morning to go to work and it's dark and then I'm coming home and it's dark. And yeah. it's, although, like you said, the other day I came home and it was glorious sunshine. So I was driving. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it, it, it's hard. And also like I have to plan when I do a if I think I'm going to do a video tomorrow, this is what I'm going to talk about. Because otherwise, I'm just talking gibberish all the way around it, and you're not making any sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Um, here's one here. Uh, do we do I support my kids biking? Uh, my lads at the age now. Uh, he was his birthday yesterday, actually, where he can get a little fifty. He's Sixteen now. Um, I think they reach an age where you just got to let them go and they have their own minds, don't they? So if they want to try something, you just guide them and make sure that they're going to be uh, sensible, you know, which my 16-year-old is much more sensible than what I was when I was 16. So I would probably say, yeah, okay, go for it. I don't think the missus would. I think she'd be a little bit more worried about it. Um, I, I'm excited about my daughter wanting to learn to ride. I mean, I say learn to ride. She's She's looking to get a scooter. Um, to start off but she's not a confident person on the road she has no interest in getting a car license because she she fears the road she's already planned her route to university where it doesn't involve any roundabouts so it, it's she, it does worry me because when it's your children it should worry you if it doesn't then then you're not thinking straight no matter but, how old they are they're always your kids aren't they yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, I wanted to get involved with it, and I suspect probably within six or 12 months of riding around on a scooter, she may well start to talk about doing a bike licence, um, and I have no problem with that. I'd, I'd kind of rather have a bike licence and get a, a, not a proper bike, but get a bike that gives her a bit more option. Get out of distance. power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I understand that saying, and I get that saying, and I think it's a bit misleading because there's only people that have got big bikes that say that. The fact is, you put yourself into dangerous situations. The bike doesn't do it. If, if you're in a 30-mile-an-hour zone and you need more power to get out of a dangerous situation, then you've put yourself in that dangerous situation on a 30-mile-an-hour road. It's got nothing to do with the bike or the power of the bike. If she went onto a dual carriageway, which I've you know, explained to her that with a 30-mile-an-hour um, limit on a 50cc scooter, just, just don't do it. You know, mm -hmm. just just avoid it like a plague. But no, this this whole thing, you know, bigger bikes get you out of danger. Well, just don't put yourself in that position in the first place. Mm. It's common but then sense. you could you could argue that it's I, the people I, I, that's I, going I, up your ass and trying to push you along to go more than thirty. That's the problem. There, yeah, but use but... use common sense then. Pull over, or or you know, yeah. let them go past. Go to the side of the road. You're doing 20, 30 miles an hour. Let them go past. It's you know, it's their day's going to get ruined because they're just going to come up against the next person in front that's going to hold them up. So. Yeah. You no, know, let them have their little win because your win is you'll get home in one piece that night. Yeah, there's um, no point in being aggressive on a motorcycle. No, but you've got always to ride. ride like always yeah. ride like they're trying to kill you. 
And if yeah. you do that, you've got more chance of getting home at night. I got yeah. three kids. My oldest son's shown no interest in motorcycles whatsoever. He's very mellow and probably going to save the planet when he gets older. But um, my daughter, she shows a genuine interest in motorbikes. She really likes the whole idea. Like, oh, she's asking me questions all the time. Um, and my youngest, he just likes fast things and cars. So he's sort of at that age where he's into it. Then my oldest was at that time. But... Yeah. I would never go, no, you're never going to ride a motorbike. It's an experience that I think most people should have in their life, whether it's an electric bike, whether it's uh, oh, I'm, a sorry. powered bike. I'm neglecting somebody. I'm so sorry, Red. How long have you been waiting down there? <laughs> Can't hear you anyway, mate, so don't worry it? about it. Is that the sick person <laughs> now? Hello. 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 Hello, Red. There we go. When the microphone glows, you can hear me. <laughs> How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, fine, fantastic. Um, yeah, I've not been here long. <laughs> Awkward. Anyway, going to wrap up now, boys. Thanks for coming along. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still getting out then, Red? You're still out and about, aren't you, on the bike? Yeah, um, it's actually quite nice because we've got a, a small group of you know, local riders um, and we've sort of connected quite well. And there's no drama, there's none of this, there's no fannying about. It's just, where do we want to go? We've got a couple of coffee shops. There's a design place which has opened up near a coffee shop as well, and he's got lots of really nice things. You you can just ride your bike into his warehouse with his permission, of course, uh, and just take pictures. It's great. And yeah, it's just it's exploring the local area, local cafes, local scenes, talking to more bikers, and yeah, it's a really social, really fun experience. I love it. Brilliant. Now, there's there's going to be people that don't know you. Can you just explain what bike you've got? As well. So um, I have the Indian Scout Rogue, 1200 cc's liquid cooled V twin. Don't ask me anything else because I can't remember. 1200 to 1200. It's yeah, exactly. Powerful. Yeah, yeah. How can you got to that then, and, and not a Harley? Oh. <laughs> Controversial take now, boys. Let's go. We've myself and Rhythmic, we've taken many trips down to Watford Harley Davidson, and they've been fantastic with letting us on any old bikes. And originally, I was really set on the Harley Pan America because. I just fought 150 horsepower in a bike like that. And it went like a rocket. I thought, fantastic. And then I thought, it's too tall for me. And I know that's a fact. So I thought, right, let's be more realistic. Let's go back to cruisers where I where I know. So I've test rode, well, I've rode the, the, the Street Glide for a couple of weeks in America. That was fun, fantastic. Over here, we've test rode the Sportster S, the Lowrider. Hang on, what did you think of the Sportster S? Uncomfortable. Yeah. That's, that's it. legs out around a long way yeah. and the engine is very sort of refined isn't it that's the yeah. new engine that's the revolution max engine that's which is it the same yeah. as the pan america yeah i'm just um, filling in the gaps yeah, yeah. um so <laughs> it's it's yeah it's a lovely bike that sports the rest but the, the suspension travel is nigh on near exist uh non-existent so i don't know whether it's the way they had it set up but yeah, about 20 minutes into a 40-minute ride for both of us. We just said, no, nah, this this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and it's quite bland as well. I, I yeah, Within I five mean, minutes, I thought, I just want to go back and ride something else. Yeah. I, I think we felt the same way because of the, the discomfort. And I think that overshadowed everything else about the bike. Um, so maybe we didn't pick out any other flaws that we might have done because we're more concerned with our backs hurting because <laughs> Watford has a few potholes. But yeah, so back on the original point, um, I didn't find a Harley which was both comfortable and had a great amount of acceleration. 
um, for the price tags that they wanted, I think I really settled for the Sport Glide because I loved that bike. Um, but when I tried to do a few overtakes on like a dual carriageway, it just it had nothing. I tried dropping a gear. I tried trying different ranges in the power bands, different gears, whatever. It just didn't seem to have enough oomph for me. And coming off the Vulcan S, that just had power whenever I wanted it. It's just it's only a 650 cc, so I wanted a bigger one of those. <laughs> Can I and ask then, a yeah. question there? Yes, Harley's. When you say about the power on Harley's, I think that they. This might sound silly, but I think sometimes they might restrict the power so you can get yeah. the upgrades because everything Harley needs an upgrade. Phil, jump in anytime, mate. You know you've got your Harleys and it's, things. So. Yeah, look, I'm no Harley aficionado. I've only had one bike and it's the smallest baby Harley that you can buy. Um, well, you've got to bear in mind, there's two different engine types. The um, Indian has an oversquare engine, which means it's a short stroke with a wider um, pot, whereas the Harley has a long stroke with a narrow pot. One produces more torque, one produces more power. It's, it's as simple as that, really. Uh, I mean, I, I love the Indian. I think the look of it is just incredible. Um, much of the range is actually incredible. Yeah, the Pan America, yeah, of course, that's going to be over square as well. That's an over square engine. Mm. Um, but that yeah. that shoots off. Like, the, the, the power in that and the acceleration is just very fulfilling it is <laughs> it is the rev max engine is aiming more towards the engine that indian use now yeah um, to give it that power but, and that performance and then moving away from the torque side of it i mean you look you've extra you've ridden harleys you know it's like you know one bang every lamppost but you can open the throttle up at any point in the rev range and it'll just go yeah um, yeah you know, so the, the pan american for me was um if they could nail down the, the reliability for the pan america which i know now the electronics are are not good you know it's just a typical gen one bike um yeah. so the electronics aren't, aren't, aren't up to speed whether they've changed that with software up, updates i don't know keep off but, the grass yeah keep off the grass i was just <laughs> I'm waiting for that i knew somebody was gonna say it <laughs> and ironically i was just gonna say that the uh the pan america for me off-road was probably the the most engaging bike i've ridden big bike off-road you know, at the it APR pains me to say it, but I, I still think this is one of the most beautiful bikes in the market. Oh yeah, that is nice. Have you That's ridden one? The Indian FDR twelve hundred. Have you ridden one? Beautiful, love it. No, no, I'd love to, but no, I haven't. Thing is, there's no Indian dealerships around here. You just. I was. It looks really good. I was very unimpressed with it. It felt very flat. But I was going to ask Red because you were talking about suspension travel, and for mm. me, that's that's the big problem with with cruises in general. And I had a go on a Scout a little while ago, and I just found every time you hit any kind of bump, it was going straight up my back. Yeah, it's very similar uh, with the Rogue. I think the seat does help a little bit. The suspension travel isn't amazing, but I think <laughs> actually I went for a, a, an overtake earlier today, and I hit a pothole whilst overtaking, and the entire bike just squirmed. And the next one that I hit it just flattened the suspension and I felt it all up my spine. Mm. Um, but it's not as bad as the sports, the rest. <laughs> I sort of, I, it took a while to get the hang of the sports, the rest look, it just looks so different from any other cruiser on the market that, mm. it, but when you're up close with them, they think they look quite smart. I don't think I'd ever want one. I'd much rather have the, the Indian than over, over a Harley. Not, I would I too, love, actually. I love the look of the Harleys. I really do. If I had loads of money, I would mm. have a Harley in my garage. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Well, fat boy, you know, 
something like that. Yeah. But... There's a fat boy sat on it when I was on it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's it, they're like one of the oldest manufacturers. They're just they're trying to change their image, aren't they? Overall, Harley. They're trying to aim at a wider market. They're detracting from their unique selling point by doing that. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, corner, haven't they? Because they for years and years they said, "Oh, heritage, heritage, heritage," blah blah blah, and now they can't get away from it because all their customers are getting old. No, no offense, Phil. And uh... <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> never ridden a harley that's one thing i should do i should probably get get on one and see what it feels like but i yeah i, they, I see the thing is i love the noise they make i love the the culture i love the character and that's probably why i went for the mto one because at the end of the day it's like a refined harley it does everything the view should do better it it still rattles and bangs it still shakes itself you know like it, but that's it's got that japanese character. quality in the build as well yeah it almost like they've built in the vibrations it's like they went yeah it needs to vibrate so we just build that in so it feel it, it but like harley sort of that sort of slap noise when they when they uh idling they got like it sounds like someone's slapping their ass basically when they're idling but the mto one doesn't have that it's a more refined duh, 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 duh. but the the harley's sort of like like an offset idle it's it's different so yeah how are you getting on with your vn 1600 uh saddle are you right and not uh, that at all, or is it? Uh... No, no, it's hardly moved. There's been too much salt on the road for that. Yeah. Mm. So you're just way. using the Himalayan at the moment, mainly, are you? Or that and the Pan European. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've used that a lot over the winter. That's uh, brilliant for that. Yeah. All sheltered. Um, lads, I'm going to start knocking off now. It's been an hour and twenty. Um, Shame Red's just come in. You've got loads so much we can talk about. We can do it next time. And 33, 33 watching it at the moment. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Give it a yeah. like if you would. Out of all the bikes, what would you ride to the end? Assume all bikes have auto cancelling indicators. Well said. Okay, there you go, lads. Who's going to start with that? Let's do can Red. I quickly chime in with the yeah. auto cancelling indicators? I hate them on the scout because every time <laughs> I put every time I try and take a third exit on a roundabout, it stops. By the time I get to the second exit, so I've got to re-engage that damn yeah. indicator just so people know. <laughs> yeah, I'm still coming around that roundabout, and I don't know if you know, Milton Keynes full of roundabouts. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. My yeah. highlights are saying by the time you get to the second exit, it's already self-cancelled. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to like yeah. figure out if there's a way to just snip a wire, maybe or yeah, just, all like, this turn new technology. I, I just I'll, I'll kick I, off with this then. I would probably yeah, want a road king. I'm quite surprised by that. I don't know oh, why. No. I didn't think it was going to be a road king, but yeah, okay, Tom. Yeah, only because after uh, watching Million Dollar Bogan's videos, that survives everything. So it'll even survive Putin's bums. Yeah. <laughs> I would go for a um, a British make bike. Don't see many of them about. And I've completely and utterly forgotten the name. Come back to you in a minute then. Yeah, I'll, I'll go do some research. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I would like to say Ernie, but in those circumstances, I'll probably have something like an H2R just to, you know, Kawasaki. Yeah. Something big and fast, and because I'm gonna die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, anything that's for two wheels. Um, I, I don't know. A gold wing. There you go. <laughs> on a gold wing. Well, you guys are going going big like that, so I'm gonna go for a monkey bike because there's no rush. I'm gonna die anyway, so just hurry up and get on with it. I'll drive towards the bomb. <laughs> Red. In my limited experience of motorcycling, I think I would actually stick with a Vulcan S. Yeah. Because I, I'm I'm thinking practical. There's less sensors where the, the 
DCU is not going to start screaming at you because like your tire pressure is too low. Just let me ride the bike. Mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, I would go for a Hesketh, probably an S24. Hesketh. What the hell's that? Wow. Yeah, yeah you that. don't know. You won't know it until you look at it. It's massive uh, 2.1 oh, V twin. Some of them are actually, yeah, just completely unique. So it's a privately owned company now, isn't it? Yeah. They were massive in the 80s and then they sort of dropped yeah. away and now they've been rebrought. And are they uh, British, yeah, are they? Yeah, British through and through, manufactured up in um, uh, Surrey. So, yeah. Yeah. But they're like, they're like untouchable, like 90 grand bikes. So, nice to end on happy thoughts. Yeah, that's Dawn Drifter, that was. That's typical of them to come out with something like I know him quite well. Curious Goose says a Kajiva elephant. Ooh. That'd be great. <laughs> what the hell is that? Kajiva elephant. It's it's like an, an Africa twin type bike. They they are brilliant. Oh, yes. Kajiva. I know Kajiva. The Ducati Desert X. I think the Ducati Desert X is inspired by the Kajiva. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Right. It's got a dose of ugly, I reckon. <laughs> Good night, love you. In the roundabout, so he goes for a sleep in. Vincent Black Shadow. Mm. Good choice. But it's, it takes so long to get it started. That's the problem. <laughs> Smith's on T Wheels is Rocket 3. Yeah. Rocket. That one there. W800 Cafe. Wow. Yeah. I like those. Bevel Drive Camshaft. Stunning. They are really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Uh... I mean, if it's going to be the apocalypse, actually, I'd probably be better off with a Himalayan. Yeah. yeah. True. yeah. It'd be like a cockroach, wouldn't it? It would just carry on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone put yeah. about a breakout. Do you know what? That's a Harley I would have a breakout. I just love the look of them. Right, I'm going to go free now and uh, start knocking off now. Um, starting mm. with Noob, uh, tell us about your channel. If we want to get to you, was it Noob Biker? Uh, yeah, Noob Biker. You probably won't have, I'm afraid, I, I've got a video coming out on Wednesday, but after that, I might have an enforced break because I'm traveling a little bit and I haven't got any corn lined up. Saddlebags, my ride <laughs> yeah, I'm on YouTube and I'm uh, addicted to gateways. <laughs> he's famous for it phil uh yeah i've been out on the bike today recorded a video which will be out next week but i really am sort of feeding hand to mouth right now it's if i record something it, it's out next so it's uh the weather is killing me you all know that i'm a fair weather biker and struggling massively oh yeah uh, all right but uh, looking <laughs> forward to uh lots going on this year with uh social rides and yeah ride outs and stuff so yeah it's a lot to look forward to isn't it where we are yeah. now yeah. Huge. I think this year is going to be huge. I think we've just got over everything now, um, and I think things have just opened up completely. There's no restrictions, and I think this this yeah. year, 2023, we're going to have loads more opportunities. I can't wait. And I think for us as YouTubers as well, we're more established now, aren't we? We've got our foundation. We can enjoy, you know, all what's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Tom. Uh, yeah. Just obviously not much the same. Just going to do some more reviews about the kit I've got. I think in the garage. That's all I can really do at the moment. I maybe do some more vlogging. So yeah. What about CRF and off road? Uh, I'll try and I'm gonna try and get out off road. That could be interesting, couldn't it? So amateur yeah. off roading. If I get an off roader again, which mm. I will do at some point, I've got one in mind I want to try and get. I'll probably hook up with saddlebags anyway, and and a few of the uh, other boys, and uh, I'll give you a shout. All right. Yeah, definitely. Uncle Red. Uh, yeah. So. You just made said it really, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactely. Um, yeah. I always try and make a video where you can come away with something, maybe think about something, um, whether I achieve that goal or not. But I try. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's just rides and, uh, yeah, if you tune in, hooray. If you don't, yeah. don't worry about it. And with uh, your good mates of Rhythmic Biker as well, aren't you? 
Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, you you both are lovely fellows, and I know we'd all say the same about that. You're a cracking yeah. bunch of guys. So. I, I can't I can't fault him. He's he's a funny lad. Yeah. He, he might be watching. So careful what you say. He's got his head on now as well. I'm, I'm, I, love, I love that. Yeah. Don't don't tell anyone else. But um, he tried to keep up with me on the and and I outdone him. So. Oh really? Oh, what on the uh, ZNR? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a top. <laughs> um, I think just just quickly on that one as well. I know he's he's very much getting used to the ZZR, and he's already said a couple of times how the back end sort of like kicked out on him. So he's still getting used to the bike, but I've got no doubt when summer comes along, he will slaughter me all the time. Yeah, yeah, don't ruin it, mate. Just keep keep it up there for now. That's all right. Yeah. I just cruise along, <laughs> my own business. Yeah. Supercharger, supercharger. I just noticed something. Is it, does it have to be a legal requirement to have a beard? For these uh these lives, yeah, I just uh... yeah, yeah. To be honest, I was a bit disappointed. I thought you was gonna sort that out, but uh, I, I well, I shaved. I I that was it. Yeah, Dumb. well, so never again. But thanks for coming on this time, <laughs> um, guys. Uh, thank you so much. I, I've had a, a real crap week at work and uh, with other things as well. Really uh, made it simple for me. So thanks for lifting everything up and that, and much appreciated for coming on. You know, normal crew as normal and. Um, and, and it's great having Tom on as well and Uncle Red. As I say, I thought more people were going to come on, actually. I'm not disappointed. It's been a great show. Thank you very much. And for the people in the side chat as well, Dawn Drifter, thanks a lot for coming along, mate. Um, I've only had two cans. I'm feeling a little bit tingly in the face. That's <laughs> what a lightweight I am. I never drink anymore. Uh, Quinn Peaks. What's that? Two cans is quite a lot of gin, mate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately, it's just cider. Somerset cider as well, Neve. So it's a little bit. I'm trying to get rid of the cans. Um, okay, yeah. I'm on Sheppies. Phil Kelly, Phil Carey, uh, and everyone that's come along. So uh, yeah, been great. Uh, stay on after lads for now, and um, I'll catch you in a second. Thanks for everybody who's watching. Uh, give the video a like; would be really great. And thanks again. And we'll see you on the next one. Next week will be a normal video. And then I'll probably do another live again. We I've already got that one set up, actually. So uh, thanks for watching. Brilliant. And I'll see you when I see you. Cheers, guys.